For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Gerald Green to inbound. Harden trying to get free. Down to three, down to two, it's a three. Welcome in H-Town and Rockets fans all over the world. Please allow me to introduce myself first and foremost. My name is Cody Davis and I am the host of the new show, Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Recording right here in Houston, the mission here at Believe in Rockets is a weekly podcast that will bring you the most interesting and entertaining news regarding your Houston Rockets. Whether that's breaking down Russell Westbrook's continuous fit within Mike D'Antoni's system or keeping you up to date on James Harden's quest to become the first player since Will Chamberlain to average over 40 points for an entire season. First and foremost, a little background about myself. I am a credentialed media member who covers the Houston Rockets for SB Nation The Dream Shake. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And please remember to subscribe to Believe in Rockets on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. The last time we got together, I really thought this that this past week was going to be a fun week of Rockets basketball. Houston opened up the week on a Tuesday playing against the Memphis Grizzlies playing against who is nine times out of ten going to be rookie of the year in John Morant. After that, they played against the Portland Trailblazers and Carmelo Anthony for the very first time um, since his departure. And then ending the week off with the best team in the league with the Los Angeles Lakers. A Lakers team that didn't even have Anthony Davis. The last time we talked, I really thought that not only was this going to be a fun week, but I thought that this was going to be a week where we see the Rockets can compete with the best team in the league. They was going to put on the show against Carmelo Anthony and the Portland Trailblazers. That's some history over there. Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, Rockets, that says it all. And then, of course, like I mentioned, John Morant. What I thought was going to be a great week of Rockets basketball ended up being one of the most frustrating weeks that I've ever seen from this team. And when I say this team, I truly do mean ever since I started watching this team as a fan in 2004 and as a journalist covering this team since 2015. As of right now, the Houston Rockets are on a three-game losing streak. But that can change tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. A Thunder team, by the way, that they recently lost 113-92 against two weeks ago. 
With 41 games left, there is a lot of concerns with this team. From the defensive standpoint, from the lack of rebounding, which I'm, I'm going to talk on the, 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 the Rockets rebounding issues because Kunt Capella said something that was really that – that, that really caught my eye, and it goes back to what I talked about last week in, in the Rockets not being that big of a team. He, he said something about the Rockets – lack of effort to rebound the basketball but I'm gonna touch on that later on in the show but the number one thing that that concerns me about this team is the production coming off the bench and the Rockets 124-115 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday the Rockets bench unit scored a combined 23 points and the only two players who scored off the bench in that game was Eric Gordon and Daniel House Eric Gordon had 13 points. Daniel House had 10. And to understand how much House has been struggling over the past few weeks, the game against the Lakers was the first time that Daniel House scored in double figures since December 29th in a loss against the New Orleans Pelicans, a game where he scored 22 points. And that was the same game where the Rockets did not have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. After that, he has not scored in double digits since. Once again, Daniel and Gordon were the only two players who scored off the Rockets bench. In comparison to the Lakers, led by Contavious Caldwell Pope out of all people who came off the bench and scored 20 points on an efficient 50% shooting from the field, LA's bench unit contribute a total of 37 points in the Lakers win. I have been really following the Lakers this year because that was an that was a team that I was really interested to see how great they can be. I mean, first of all, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. That's automatically have put the Lakers in the conversation for a contender. But the way they built a team with the length with the size, with the, the with the defensive mindset that these players have. I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. I believe, well, of course, not right now, not as, not as bad as this team has been playing, but I do believe if the Rockets were to play against the Clippers at some point in the playoffs, I feel confident in their ability to win. But if they play against the Los Angeles Lakers, I not only have a concern about how they're going to match them with their size, but I also have a concern of how the Rockets are going to match the Lakers bench production. Because this is a bench, this is a Lakers team who came into Houston on their home floor and won a pretty convincing win without their without arguably their best player in Anthony Davis. LeBron James had a phenomenal game, and we all know that was coming. 31 points, 13 for 25 from the field, 12 assists. 17-year, um, we, 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 we know the narrative surrounding LeBron right now. But the fact that it was not just LeBron, Kyle Kuzma came in and gave you 23. Danny Green came in and contributed to 20 points. 
it was an all-around team effort from the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's been like that all season long. They did not do this just because they was playing against the Rockets in Houston. No, this has been something that they have been doing since day one. Well, let's say day two of the regular season because we all know how bad they perform against the Los Angeles Clippers on opening day. But at the end of the day, I've like I said, I've been watching this team all season long. And what I like from the Lakers is the fact that it's always been a team effort. Yes, LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to get theirs every single night. But they always have others who step up. Something that I've only saw very few times from the Rockets. You take a look at the game against the Lakers. James Harden and Russell Westbrook scored a combined 69 points. The next person to score over 10 was Eric Gordon. Everyone else scored 10 or less. The Rockets cannot, the Rockets cannot win a championship with James Harden and Russell Westbrook scoring a combined 70 points. And nobody else on this team is not really giving you much. And outside of scoring, McLemore, Tucker, and Clint Capella, they all did what others are supposed to do in trying to help a team win, um, especially in the first half. They were rebounding the basketball. They were actually playing solid defense, at least in the first half. You know, they was doing all the little things, hustling for the, hustling for the loose balls. They was doing all the little things that goes into helping a team win. But it's going to be hard for Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets to say they're going to win a championship this season when you can only depend on five guys to play at a pretty high level and the other team has a 9-10 deep rotation that they can go to in the playoffs. That's not going to win them a championship. So with the trade deadline two weeks away, Daryl Morey, he's going to have to do something with this team. He is going to have to find a way to make a move to add some talent to this roster, to, to this second unit. The starting lineup is solid. And I say solid because I don't want Daryl Morey to try to go out, and we've all seen him do this before, try to go out, bring in another star. He, he don't need to go out and hit a home run. But what he has to do, he has to bring in some talent, whether it's through a trade, whether it's through a buyout market. He has to do something in trying to improve this team before the playoffs start. Because with 41 games left, this is going to be a continuous current thing. And honestly, the way this team is set up right now, they're, they're, they might not even get out of the first round of the playoffs. Because right now they're matched up against the Utah Jazz. And, yes, I know we have been beating Utah every single year in the first round, and I love it because I hate the Jazz. But Utah is pretty deep this year, and I do not believe that they're going to have the same success. And if they do end up beating Utah, it's not going to be as easy as it has been these last two years. The Rockets really need to improve this bench. They really need to improve this depth before the playoff starts. Before the trade deadline is over, Daryl Moore needs to once again whip up some magic and, and get some veteran player who can help this team in their buyout market.
And yes, I know Austin Rivers did not play on Saturday. Yes, I know Austin Rivers is battling a thumb injury. And tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Rockets announced that he is listed as questionable. But here's my problem with the Austin Rivers was not playing excuse. Rivers hasn't played well in I don't know how long. He had a solid outing against the Memphis Grizzlies, but the last couple of games, he has not been the Austin Rivers that we all came accustomed to loving. So, once again, I don't know what's going on with Rivers, but I do know one thing for sure. The games against the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, and the Lakers prove that, one, this team is not ready to make a deep run in the playoffs. And that Daryl Morey, Tillman Fatita, and whoever else needs to go out, spend some serious money, and try to improve this team if they want to make a real solid deep run into the playoffs. Because the way it's looking now, they will be lucky to get out of the first round. What turns things around? Rebounding has just slid so badly in these last 10, 15 games. What's missing here? Well, just, uh, I mean, yeah, I know I'm the main one to go, but like some games, the opponent might might be bigger or longer, or they have more multiple guys going going to the offensive class. So we just we just have everybody. We just have to gain rebound and all commit to it. Some some games. Thank you. That was Clint Capella who spoke on the Rockets' recent issues of rebounding the basketball on Sunday. In his statement, Capella said something that caught my eye, and it goes back to what I've been harping on ever since training camp opened up for this team. When asked what is one of the main concerns of the Rockets' rebounding issues over the past couple of games, Capella says sometimes the opponent is just too big and too long. I cannot stress this enough. In addition to adding depth to this team, the Rockets need to also add a lot of size as well. And this is an issue that I'm starting to get frustrated about just a little bit because I thought that this was an issue that the Rockets solved when Mike D'Antoni named Isaiah Hardenstein the primary backup center. But at the same time, he has not played. He didn't step on the court against the Los Angeles Lakers. He only played one minute against the Portland Trailblazers, and he only played four minutes in a loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. The last time that we seen Isaiah Harnstein getting any kind of minutes was in a blowout victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a game in which he recorded 17 points, 15 rebounds, and five blocks in the win. I don't know if it's just me, but to me it seems like the Rockets are a better team when they play with another big. And when I say another big, I, I, I mean a big that can come off the bench and do the things that Clint Capella can do instead of worrying about going small all the time. I do not understand Dan Tony's reasoning for not playing Isaiah Hardenstein in a game after he had one of his best performances of the season. 
I do not understand that whatsoever. The fact that he came off a win, recording five blocks and 15 rebounds, I guarantee you the Rockets would have came away victorious in Memphis if he would have played Isaiah in that game. Now, say what you want in the game against the Lakers. I do not believe Isaiah Hornstein can make that much of a difference playing against a team like the Lakers in the likes of Dwight Howard, in the likes of JaVale McGee. Thank God Anthony Davis wasn't playing. I don't think he could have made that much of a difference in that game. But when you take a look at the Portland Trailblazers game, I do believe he could have made he could have made some kind of a difference in that game. Could it have equal to a win? Maybe, maybe not. But when taking a look at that game against the Memphis Grizzlies, a game in which they lost the rebounding battle 42-41, I guarantee you if, if Isaiah Hartenstein was given the opportunity to, let's say, score about eight points and pull, a, pull down about 12 rebounds because that's what he has been doing since he was getting some consistent minutes, I guarantee you they would have came out victorious against the Grizzlies. And we'd be sitting here talking about a two-game losing streak or possibly just the loss against the Los Angeles Lakers instead of looking like the team has no answer for anything that's coming their way. Once again, I do not understand. I don't know if it's just me. Please let me know on Twitter, Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Let me know on Twitter if you see something different. But to me, this team plays better when they have an additional big. Yes, Tyson Chandler can go out there and still perform, but he's not the Tyson Chandler who helped the Dallas Mavericks win the championship 10 years ago. Chandler only played 10 minutes in a loss against the Lakers, so why not play Isaiah Hornstein in that situation? You, you played Clint Capella 33 minutes. You played P.J. Tucker 35 minutes. Half of those minutes he was playing a five, which I don't understand. Why do you still want to put P.J. Tucker at the five so often? And I'm not picking on this just because the Rockets are in a three-game slid and they lost the last four out of five. No. I'm looking at the future of this team. I'm looking at what's going to happen come April and May. And it's going to go right back to the same situation. The same situation that cost us the win against the Warriors last year. The same situation, well, half of the same situation, that cost us a win against the Warriors the year before. Mike D'Antoni do not go deep into his bench. He would rather play P.J. Tucker 35 minutes, half of those minutes playing the five, overplay Clint Capella, about 40 minutes, give Tyson Chandler 10 minutes, and have Isaiah Hartenstein, a guy who recorded about 16 rebounds against Carl Anthony Towns in a earlier season victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And yes, I know the Timberwolves are not a playoff caliber team. But ladies and gentlemen, do I have to remind you what Isaiah Hartenstein did in the win against the Denver Nuggets, a team that's arguably one of the best in the league? Who can, it's a stretch, they are a dark horse, but make the NBA Finals? A game in which he had 16 points and 12 rebounds? The fact that him and Clint Capella was able to be a one-two punch against arguably one of the best centers in the league in Joker is the primary reason why he was given the title of the backup center 
for the Rockets. I am not trying to put Isaiah Hornstein on the level of Clint Capella. I'm not trying to put him on the level of the next Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm not even trying to put him on the on the same level as a Car Anthony's town. But all I'm saying is, this team plays better when they have a backup bid. Someone who can help protect the paint. Someone who can help pull down rebounds. You just heard... Clint Capella say a lot of the times the opponents are just too big and too long. Why waste your time on having a guy play the five who is not even 6'8"? You have another guy who's playing the four. He's not even 6'8". When you got a guy that's over seven foot, and I've stood next to Isaiah Hornstein, I don't even come up to this man's chest. When you got a guy that stands over seven foot who's talented and who can go out and help in that situation. And if you don't fully trust Isaiah Hornstein playing against some of the best centers, best big men in the Western Conference, go out and get another big. We talked about it on the show last week. I even wrote an article about it. Go out and try to trade for... Markeith Morris. In that same article, I talked about if the Rockets miss out on the opportunity to trade for Morris, go out and, and sign Jakim Noah. Yes, I know Jakim Noah is a stretch, and a lot of people looking at their radios and headphones like, did this man really just say Jakim Noah? Yes, I did, because at the end of the day, Noah has proven last year with the Memphis Grizzlies that he can still be a defensive player, that he can still be a great rebounder. Those are two things the Houston Rockets need. And I'm getting nervous because the trade deadline is a couple weeks away. And what I don't want to see, the Houston Rockets had traded for another wing. The Houston Rockets had traded for another guy that they're trying to play small ball with. And that's my biggest concern with this team is the size. I've been talking about this over and over again. And to prove my point that the Houston Rockets are a better team with another additional big, Isaiah Hardenstein has played a total of 18 games so far this season. Out of those 18 games, Hartenstein has played a total of 10 minutes or more in 12 of those games. The Houston Rockets, when Hartenstein, a player that stands over 7 foot and adds some much-needed size and depth to this team, are 11-1 when he plays more than 10 minutes or more. And some might ask, why are the Houston Rockets 11-1 when Isaiah Hardenstein plays 10 minutes or more throughout the game? I'll tell you. Because you have a guy who's averaging close to 10 points. You have a guy who's averaging close to 9 rebounds. And you have a guy who can protect the paint. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It seems like I've been on a rant throughout this show. Only because <sighs> this team, man. I do believe the Houston Rockets have the components to win a championship. You have arguably two of the top five guards in this league. Matter of, no, scratch that. You have two out of the three top five guards in this league and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You have a pretty productive big man in Clint Capella. You have a guy like P.J. Tucker who would do all the dirty work, die for the loose balls. Go out there and hit wide open corner three-pointers, who which nine times out of ten are always the dagger. You have two three and D players, sharpshooters, and Ben McLemore and Eric Gordon. The Rockets have the components to win a championship. 
But, and I do mean but, the other elements that they are missing are big stains that they need to fill. Like adding more depth to this team. Like adding more size to this team. Like adding a reliable point guard who can run the offense and create scoring opportunities for not only himself, but for the team as well when Russell Westbrook and James Harden are not on the floor. I.e. the game against the Memphis Grizzlies. James Harden seemed like he was the only one trying to not only create scoring opportunities for himself, but create scoring opportunities for other people on the team. We're going to get into that next week, how the Rockets need a reliable point guard off the bench. I don't know if you can tell by this show, but I'm really getting tired of Austin Rivers. He has not been the same player he was all season long like he has been this year. He has shown flashes, but he has not been the same player like he was last year. But we're going to get into that next week. Speaking of next week, the Houston Rockets have a pretty brutal schedule coming up for a team who is trying to break a three-game losing streak. As you know, the Rockets opened up the week with the MLK showdown against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that this is the last time the Rockets play against the Thunder. It seems like every two weeks, the Thunder and the Rockets are playing against one another. Yes, I know the Chris Paul versus Russell Westbrook trade saga is still there. Yes, I know people love to see Russell Westbrook go up against his former team and vice versa with Chris Paul. But ladies and gentlemen... It seems like every other week they are playing against each other. And thankfully, this is the last time this season. Hopefully, the Rockets can end their three-game skid today against the Thunder. They will play against the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who has been playing better since the return of Carl Anthony Towns. Then, they will finish off the week, possibly their toughest back-to-back of the entire season, with a matchup against the Denver Nuggets 24 hours later a matchup against the Utah Jazz. And it's going to be real interesting to see what Mike D'Antoni will do because, as we all know, Russell Westbrook has not played in any back-to-backs this season. And it's understandable because he's coming off of knee surgery that he had this past offseason. And it seems like the non-back-to-backs has been working. I mean, most of the time when the Rockets have a back-to-back, it's always been like against the New Orleans Pelicans, then they turn around and play against the Phoenix Suns. Or they have a game against the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, you know he's going to play against the Clippers. Then the very next night, they play against the New York Knicks. But it's going to be interesting to see what Dan Tony does with Russell Westbrook. I mean, he has looked fairly healthy all year. And the Rockets are in position where they need all the help they can get. And it's also going to be interesting to see what he's going to do with James Harden. Because, yes, Russell Westbrook has been sitting out on back-to-backs, and James Harden, it seems like he's been playing all 48 minutes of the game when Russell Westbrook is out. So it's going to be interesting to see what D'Antoni does in a lineup in that situation. Does he continue to sit Westbrook on back-to-backs? Does he continue to overplay James Harden? do throughout back-to-backs I don't know about you but I do believe the amount of minutes that James Harden played in Memphis didn't turn around and played against the Portland Trailblazers the next night is the main reason why we're seeing James Harden go through another shooting struggle once again this season this is a guy who played a total of 72 minutes in a 24-hour span 
He played 39 minutes in the loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. He turned around and played 36 minutes in the loss against the Portland Trailblazers. So it's going to be interesting to see what Mike D'Antoni is going to do with managing the minutes that James Harden plays and to see which game he's going to sit Russell Westbrook, if he's going to sit Russell Westbrook for any of the games between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. All I know is hopefully next week will be a better, happier show Hopefully, like Ben McLemore said on Sunday, when I asked him how can a three-game losing streak like this help improve the team moving forward, he said it's tough for any team to lose three games in a row no matter who you are. But we are a great team. We have a nice game plan, and we know exactly what we need to do, and it starts tomorrow. And that tomorrow that he was referring to was the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Houston Rockets have in store over the next week, and it's going to be interesting to see what I have in store for you guys next week. As always, this is Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody. C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Y-24 because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. Until next time, Red Nation, keep your head up. And please remember, believe in the Rockets. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.